Welcome to Young Mojo Speaks Podcast with your host, Shalonda. This is a conversation about trauma and how it impacts our personal development journeys, taking accountability, and uncovering how foster care and the relationships that we had or didn't have shape who we are and who we will become. This podcast addressed foster care and the system and how foster youth are underprepared for the transition into adulthood. We provide resources and a community to to discuss the issues with the child welfare system and helping youth make that smooth transition into adulthood to better their life choices and ultimately better their lives. If this podcast interests you, we ask you to join the community at Yamoja Speaks on Instagram as well as Facebook. We are branching out to other social media platforms. And if this resonates with you, we ask to share with any of your networks. Today's podcast is sponsored by Yamorges Media. It is that time of the year to get your professional photos and videos done for your business or your personal needs. Some of us are trying to start off the year on a right note. And what better way can you do this with showcasing your fresh new look? New Year photos to show off your new products or that fresh new look that you're bringing in 2022. They are having a 25% off winter special right now, so book your professional photo shoot today. Links are in the description box. Ham Jambo, see Jambo Leo. I am doing good today. Actually, this entire week, I, I feel confident. I got to release a lot within my therapy session and I was reflective that week before. So yeah, I am in an amazing mood and that says a lot. So I wanted to just have a conversation. I want to know how you're doing. I want to know what's going on in your world, right? Because of course, throughout my week, I did have some downers. I felt like I was like emotional. I was in a state where I was just stuck in one emotion. And I did not want to move out of that space. I felt more comfortable being in that one emotion. And when I really looked at myself in a mirror and was like, hold on, like, why are you carrying this one emotion from day to day? And now I feel more joyful because I was able to recognize that I stayed in this one emotion this entire week. And now I'm out of it. But what I'm really understanding is I really need to address that because I can't keep doing this one-sided behavior, right? This one-sided emotion And then be reflective and be like, oh, I can't do that no more. But then fall right back into the pattern of it. I have to know why, what triggers me to fall into this. And eventually I'll let you know further in the podcast, 
not within this episode, but down the line when I really figure it out, I'll let you know. And that can be a podcast that we discuss. Why do we fall into, you know, being triggered and stay in this one-sided emotion for an extensive period of time? And I'm not going to, you know, self-diagnose and say, oh yeah, I am bipolar. I don't know, right? I've never been diagnosed. I just feel that while being in this space that I'm in, this current space that I'm in, I'm learning more so about my emotions. You know, in therapy, when I was a teenager, it looks different now than I am an adult. And so understanding my emotions and reflecting on my experiences is bringing up different emotions that I once felt. And that process to take myself through understanding how to move out of that space, how to deal with those old emotions, and really looking at where I am now and how my old emotions affect my now moment, that takes some time to process. And it has nothing to do with um, a mental disorder or an emotional disorder. It has nothing to do with that. It's a process of understanding where you are and understanding my journey and your journey and trying to put it into a perspective that helps you heal from those old wounds that are currently still open. So that's, that's just a little note that I just wanted to share before we get started. So this week, of course, I said that I went through my ups and downs, but I'm still happy. And one thing that really like brought me up to being like ecstatic is that I have more people that's listening to the podcast and it's helping me to become more consistent. And although I am um, struggling with doing the preparation sometimes throughout my week and like spreading out what needs to be done, I'm still getting my podcast out roughly in a timely manner or within the the day that I said that I was going to do it. So I'm happy that I'm staying consistent to a, a degree at least. So if you are enjoying this podcast, I do ask you to like, like it, leave a review, subscribe so that you can listen to more podcasts. Because we are going to upload every week. Of course, we're dropping our episode like today. We're dropping it. And so I want you to be like on point with it and being able to be here and listen to me, listen to the other people and join this group, this community. So within this episode, we're discussing vulnerability and we're really discussing it from different angles like ourselves being vulnerable with ourselves our friends our families and how being vulnerable helps strengthen relationships that we create with people and strengthening those relationships having long-lasting bonds and connectedness with people that we have and so I kind of did like a little bit of research about this topic of being vulnerable because the week prior, I, well, for the past couple of weeks, couple of, couple of weeks now, I've kind of been exploring uh, my relationships with different people and what worked and what didn't work with 
creating relationships. And one thing that I've noticed is that I have a fear of closeness or connectedness with people. And I have this other thing that this public perception of me is more, I guess it's more important than my emotional connectedness with certain people, certain individuals. So it means that I uphold how people see me publicly and I do not want to destroy that public image of myself to you know, disclose some of the intimate details about myself. So what that means is that I refuse to be vulnerable with certain people because I have created an idea version of myself that I put out to the world. And how people encounter me is, oh, you're perfect, right? You're you're hardworking. You're so well-mannered. And for me, that image that they have of me is more important and it satisfies something within me with which is probably my ego and my pride right but it's been installed in me to be a certain way in the public eye and so i uphold that to the extent that i refuse to be emotionally connected and be imperfect in the eyes of some people um because I don't want that destroyed. I don't want to be in a space of uncomfortability, of feeling shame about myself and my experiences. So, of course, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into when we have shame and fear connected to not wanting to be vulnerable, but knowing that when we are vulnerable, that is the greatest joy and connectedness that we can ever feel. So I know that there is a researcher. She now tries to say that she is a researcher storyteller. Her name is Brene Brown and she did extensive research about vulnerability and trying to understand why some people have a a joy for life versus other people who are afraid of life and that within itself is like whoa oh my goodness some of us are are jumping into the fire right we're going for it we want to feel the thrill while others are afraid we're hesitant we're pulling and holding back And what she's found is that there is a certain person who is courageous and willing to be vulnerable. And others who see no need for that because they don't want to feel shame or negative emotions tied to having a person know a lot of your weaknesses, a lot of your pains, because you don't never know what that person might do with it. But I want to give you, let's start off with the definition of being vulnerable. Because as I did this research, I was like, oh my goodness. Yes, that's what it is. It's, It's just that. So let me give you the textbook definition of vulnerability. 
Okay, so this is just the pure definition of vulnerability, which is the quality or state of being exposed to the possibility of being attacked or harmed or physically or emotionally harmed, right? So it means that you are basically opening up yourself to the possibility of being hurt. You don't know the outcome of when you share intimate details about yourself and your experience. You don't know necessarily the outcome of a person's reactions to it, how they might perceive it. You don't know that, right? But you have the understanding that you need to share your authentic self. And some of that is ugly. Some of that is not the the most, you know, welcoming thing. Our imperfections make us perfectly beautiful, right? And that's hard. That's a hard thing to understand. But I once said this in a poem, but to understand how life comes back full circle is I didn't have the true underlining understanding of what that meant when I put it in a poem at the time I used it. However, after you know years of reflecting and going back into my poetry and reading this one line, I now have a different perspective of this line to say that our imperfections make us perfectly beautiful. Saying that I'm comfortable with all of the ugly truths. That's what we love to call it. But those are not the ugly truths of our experience. Those are the beautifully imperfection details that make us whole. And I need to say that again because our experiences makes us who we are. It shapes us and how we view the world how we show up in the world, and how we connect with other people who have similar experiences as us, who also believe that they were the only ones to have gone through this experience because they refused to be vulnerable. And when we show up as our authentic selves, even though we don't like some pieces of ourselves, and we decide to share that with others, then that's when the connection happens. So, vulnerability is knowing there's a possibility to be hurt, but willing to go through that pain so that you can make the desired connection to another person. That's hard. That's deep, you know, and... I don't know, it makes me tear up because I'm looking at every relationship that I've had and I'm asking myself, was I truly vulnerable with this person and with that person? But I know my core self and maybe you, maybe other people have a fear of destroying this public perception of yourself, especially if you built it up to be perfect, right? For me, it was the idea that I'm smart, the idea that I know everything, or if I don't, I can, and I have the ability to learn it. And without a doubt, 
whatever it takes, I'm going to get there. So even if my emotional state is compromised and I'm all over the place and I'm overwhelmed, I will deal with that state of being and cry it out alone, but show up in the world with a smile on my face and get it, get it done, right? That's not how to live. And I am thankful that my friend called this out once. Uh, I was in college and I had a friend that I was truly, you know, open with. I was truly in a state of being vulnerable with. And they called this out like, hey, there's some dark things about you that you don't like people to know. But I know behind that smile is pain. And I want to get to the root of this. And I laughed it off, but I still shared that I was afraid to go home. I was I was afraid of this. And I did not share everything that was happening to me. So I wasn't completely open and vulnerable and completely just you know, disclosing all of the things that were going on and how um, I struggled a bit. I wasn't explaining all these things, but they knew because they were able to see that through our conversations that we were having, they were able to see the imperfections that I allowed them to see. So let's go back into what... um, Brene Brown, the research storyteller, says she says that the core of our vulnerability is shame and fear. Having a shame or fear connected to what we have gone through, our experiences, and not feeling that the person that we're disclosing to will understand it, or that we have a shame or a fear that this happened to us. And I'll tell you a short story. When I did enter foster care, my mom told me at 10 years old to get on the news and start telling our story. And I was like fearful and ashamed to have even gotten in foster care in the first place. And I told her, no, I can't do that. I don't want to be different. Because at that age, of course, my logic was out of the window, right? And I didn't have an understanding that other people have their family issues as well. So I'm thinking that I am the only person, of course, my siblings, that's going through this. And I don't want them to judge me telling my story of being in foster care. I was not ready at that stage of my life. But I always kept my mom's word in my mind, circulating on repeat to tell our story. And when I was 16, I had the opportunity and I've been on the news, you know, maybe it's it's a good way and a bad way. I don't know how it's going. To- so while I don't know how people will perceive me being on the news and in- explaining my story my mom's story, because that's where my story begins, is my mom's truth and how she raised us because her experiences and her support system or lack thereof, right? And so I want to explore what, I don't know if she's a doctor just yet, but um, I'm going to call her the Mrs. Brene Brown, okay, to give her her respect. But the Mrs. Brene Brown 
basically did a, a ton of research explaining, you know, people who are not fearful are they're they're bold and courageous and upon us they have a willingness to be vulnerable and she calls these people wholehearted right because they use their entire heart to kind of explore the world regardless of how it's perceived or it comes off but they know that it's fundamental to just be open and share So these people have a strong sense of loving and belonging. They have a worthiness of being connected and in these fulfilling relationships. And she found out that all of these people have commonalities and they were courageous to be imperfect. They had a compassion for themselves and understanding to give themselves grace but then also extend that to others and understand it's okay to hear and listen to other people's stories and to know that they're not going to be perfect. None of us are going to be perfect. We all come with some type of scar, some type of imperfection, and they're accepting of where you fall short. And they're just saying that it is what it is. And then they have this desiring ability to connect with people because they show up authentically as them and they let go of how people perceive them to be they also let go of how they perceive themselves Ooh, right because we ultimately see ourselves as something right we have this ideal image of who we are so we put this this person to this public, you know, world and how we want the public to perceive us. So we have this image of ourselves that we're upholding. We are this, we are that. And I'm so happy that now we're being able to disclose that we are this, but we also are all these other things down here. And we're exposing the shadow sides of ourselves. We're we're letting that that shadow side become lit and forward into the light. And that's the beauty of what space we're in now because we're able to see the truth of who we are. And that is the first stage of being vulnerable, allowing yourself to understand that this is your truth. And now the world gets to see your truth. So... Uh, the wholehearted people are fully accepting of vulnerability, their imperfections, and they understand that there's beauty in them being imperfect and just authentically them. And they aren't saying that it's comfortable and it's easy because it's not. It's definitely not easy and comfortable to be vulnerable but they know that it is a necessity. It's definitely something that you need to do in order to get what you desire. That connectedness to another person, that strength and that courage to build with another person, whatever relationship you're trying to build, it's necessary to connect with that person. You have, regardless of the outcome, 
it's necessary for you to show up and tell your truth, regardless of how they're judging, regardless if they're talking about it. But at least you showed up. At least you were authentic within who you are. And you didn't allow someone to alter that. You stood in who you were. And not by perception of who you are or ideal version of who you are, but as fullness for you. All of your experiences that are negative or perceived as negative by you or someone else, you show up in that because it helped to shape the greatest parts of who you are. So, the half-hearted people, and I have a little bit of information, are just fearful and don't have a belief that they are worthy of connection, worthy of love, and worthy of the affection of another person. And sometimes it even can be extended into worthiness of you having this compassion and connectedness to yourself. So sometimes we don't even believe that we are worthy of all of these attributes and, and, and actions being extended to ourselves. So we don't have the compassion and affection for us. So we expect other people to have this compassion for us, other people to show affection to us, but we have the inability to do that for ourselves. And I think that is asking another person too much because we haven't done it for ourselves. So we, I just talked about this in therapy, we haven't did the necessary parenting of ourselves first. And, and I only say parenting because that parenting um, ability gives yourself grace. And it's an understanding of who you are, who you want to be, what you do, and giving yourself that period of learning who you are, learning who you want to be, of nurturing those skills, nurturing that ability and what that is, that that shaping of your life that needs to happen. That is what parents do. They nurture their children. They are forming their children's lives and skills. You also have to do that for yourself. Even in your emotional state, you have to be able to parent yourself because that's where when other people have parented themselves and you have parented yourself, now you have the ability to show up as your full self. So let's continue because without being vulnerable and having this fear or this shame, we tend to want to numb the negative emotions, right? We want to numb everything that we don't want to feel, right? So I'm not even talking about addiction, but if we have certain um, behaviors like triggers that we go back into at a drop of a dime, right? We we know when we become triggered, we have this physiological response and then this emotional response. And I've even did a little bit of research to kind of connect the two. Um, when you have a split, you know, time period that you go into with a thinking and emotion and then an action. And some of us go through uh, 
this phase or this stepping in different ways. You can have a emotion, physiological response. Maybe you're sweaty or you're a little nervous, right? And then you have the thinking part. You go back into past experiences where this happened to you before. And then you have the action of how you're going to handle it. And maybe that's getting loud. Maybe that's, you know, popping off at someone. But whatever that reaction is, you feel that it's necessary for you to do because you don't want to feel these negative emotions and so we want to numb that is a part of numbing if you pop off others go into the uh, more extreme or drastic measure which is numbing themselves with self-medication and that is a numbing within itself and I can tell you a ton of stories for myself or my mom experience or a ton of friends experiences but whatever you do to numb yourself you think that you're avoiding those negative emotions but what actually happens is you're also depriving yourself of the joy of life enjoying what life has to offer we are refusing to accept the joys of our pain it's like what the joy of our pain but yes yes there is some joy within our painful experiences so it's about finding that silver lining it's about understanding that whatever experience that we have there's something within this experience that is joyful that is bringing us some type of happiness or connectedness connection with the person that we are going through this with or the lesson to be learned which is joyful within itself so the real connected or connections that we have are when we realize that we have more in common because we have imperfections about ourselves and they whoever we're discussing this with they also or developing a relationship with they also bring their imperfections to the table and we now see that we are human that we have things that has been done to us that made us imperfect or we have done something to someone else that made us imperfect and generally it's about how we perceive this do we feel that it's imperfect or not right and we have a fear attached to our experience, a shame attached to our feelings? But whatever it is, we aren't in a space of wanting to share that because we perceive it a certain way. And if we perceive that imperfection to be a certain way and we think that it may jeopardize our public perception, our our public identity, we hide those things. I know for me personally, yo, I'm hiding every imperfection. I want to show up my best self. I want to have you believing that I'm a hard worker because I am, but I want that to be the only thing that you see. I want to showcase my nice life and how I'm well-educated and but now I'm in a space where I'm just like disconnected from all my achievements and accolades and saying that I want you to know how much it was hurtful and painful to have struggled without telling anyone 
while achieving these successes that you see. Because my success is attributed also to my pain that I had to go through to bring this this perfect ideal life that you see. But what you don't see is my shadow behind me. And I want to expose that shadow because I'm not perfect. And I do have things that make me rather, I guess, um, human or willing to be connected to because I too have those things that I want to hide from or shield from the world, right? And those things that are within my shadow side, um, I have used to protect myself at once upon a time that I needed that protection. So some things that I have done in my past like quickly popping off in a, a a mode of anger that was used to protect me at a phase of my life when I needed, you know, to pop off with somebody to show them that don't mess with me or the fights that I used to get into or the manipulation that I used to do. So all of these things that I'm looking at, I would never and I would never have done it in the past, you know, tell people in my public perception of me that I I have done these things, right? I wouldn't publicly say that these are the things that I have done. But now I'm at a time where I'm telling you this because I use these strategically in my life. And now I'm in a space where I'm able to share this openly because I understand that that made and shaped who I am today. So the people that I had to cut off in order to achieve success, that was well needed, you know? So it adds into my story and why I was able to achieve, why I was able to show up. So those imperfections need to be told because it makes us who we are. And the last thing is when you introduce trauma with trying to be vulnerable. That one is the hardest because if you have an experience of traumatic events occurring in your life, you want to shut yourself off from the world. You're like wanting to feel that connectedness, but you prevent yourself from actually feeling it because you are preventing yourself from being truly open. Ooh, okay. So... Let's discuss this. Let's discuss how we want to feel the connectedness. We want to be loved. We want people to have a certain affection towards us. But yet we don't want to share too much or get too close to people. So I'm going to tell you about my foster care experience and my relationships with my dad. Because I think that that stems from like... um so many different things but let's just use my foster care experience of creating this traumatic experience of like not being wanted and loved or desired a part of a family that got ripped apart and within that situation me going into what I know to be safety which is isolation retreating being by myself and not being open and vulnerable whatsoever, just kind of reading people and being like, oh, nope, that's not the person I want to hang out with. Nope, not them. Mm -mm." 
And so I love creating interpersonal relationships. I love one-on-one conversation and really get to know you. I allow people to be open with me. And in that space, I become open with other people. But I do a reading of a person first. And maybe I shouldn't be doing this uh, so often because it could like steer me away from like really incredible people. But I read people first, which I'm pretty sure we might all do to a certain extent. And then we we kind of adjust ourselves to whether or not we're going to be uh, vulnerable or if we're going to disclose certain information about ourselves, right? So... I think about how I show up um, early in my journey and a lot of my relationships primarily in like grade school through high school were very short-lived and I would be prideful of being able to talk to anyone but not have a lasting relationship with anyone. I thought that was like I can drop anybody at the drop of a dime really fast, really quick, in a hurry, and not feel no connectedness to it. And as I'm exploring in therapy, that what that really means is that I have a lack of closeness with a lot of people that I have created relationships with, which means that I didn't have an emotional connection to them. So the reason why I went through short-lived relationships with a lot of my peers is because I refused to be vulnerable. I refused to disclose a lot of my information, like me being at foster care, right? A lot of people never knew that I was dealing with that. And when I would go to my tag meetings and friends of mine wanted to hang out, um, I really didn't tell them the reason that I was going to go be an ambassador for foster care. And I was actually being able to travel around the United States expressing my truth. I didn't disclose that to friends that I had for like two years. And then I was like, okay, let's explore this. You know, eventually by the end of our friendship, I was able to say like, yeah, I'm in foster care and be comfortable with disclosing that. But it didn't go into a deeper conversation. And I think for me personally, I need to be the initiator. And that's what I'm finding out now. I need to initiate the conversation to go deeper because not everybody is willing to go deep in those conversations with you unless you are. But what happens when you disclose something and a person is not being reciprocal? You shut down, especially if you come from a traumatic experience and it reminds you of that experience, you're going to retreat, shut down, pull back and say, no, this is not worth it. I I absolutely do not want to do this. But people who have a whole heart, they do it regardless. They're courageous. They're like, okay, even if you're not reciprocal, I'm still going to tell you my truth. I'm still going to bear my naked body And whatever you perceive about it, it's there for you to perceive. It's there for you to take in. And I don't care because I like what I see. And it's hard. It's hard to be open. 
especially when you're you're constantly thinking about your experiences from the past and to disassociate yourself from how the things, the behaviors, the thoughts protected you at one point of your life no longer protects you but hinders you. And to make that connection and say like, wow, I used to do that and it protected me, but now I'm still doing this. And it's drawing me and pushing me away from this person that I really want to feel this connection with. So I just want to leave it at that and just have you think about your traumatic. So lastly, I want to say that If you have the trauma that you have not healed from or addressed, I don't recommend being completely vulnerable with a person. And if you haven't addressed your trauma, right, and you tell someone, you don't know your triggers, you don't know what upsets you or what emotional state you are going to go into once you are triggered. If you don't know these things, I don't recommend you trying to be open because If the person that you're telling this to, all of the the pains that you have and your experience, if you tell a person this and they have yet to deal with their own mess within their life and their experience, and you tell them this, they might use this against you in a time of an argument, right? And if you aren't secure within these emotions, if you haven't dealt with these things, it will always be an issue as soon as they bring it up. It will always take you back to that place. And this is the point of being vulnerable because regardless of the outcome, right? Because if someone used your intimate details of your life, your pains and struggles of your life against you, regardless of the outcome, you still remains to say, is fundamental for my growth and development and for the many more blessings through connections that I will make and I need to stay in a space of vulnerability regardless of it not working out with this person who is now turning my pains against me I'm still secure and okay Because I've dealt with it. So when you are coming from a traumatic experience and you expose that or disclose that to someone, make sure that you're okay with someone bringing it back up or mentioning it or whatever, using it, weaponizing it against you. Because that may be a possibility. But you, you have to be secure with that possibility. And if that happens be okay and allow it to just be like note it and I will set my boundaries if you cross this boundary then there's consequences and maybe the consequence of you interacting with someone who's using your pains and struggles against you as a weapon you terminate the relationship and you move on openly to another person another friendship another relationship Willing to share still because you have not stuck in the place of, well, what happened if I overshare and this person use it against me again? Because that might be a possibility in developing a new relationship with a person. But people who are 
open-hearted and come from that space of confidence, they don't care about, you know, how the person is going to react to what they're going to say. They remain truthful to their truth and their story. And they lead with that because they understand that it is a part of them that is something that they can never change. And it has molded them, especially if they have overcome so many obstacles in their lives. And now they are able to be joyful about those negative experiences, about those negative emotions, and put those things in its place, corrective place, to now live their life. I am currently working on that, to sit in my truth and be fully comfortable because I truly want to be vulnerable and have those connections with people. And I can only remember one real connection that was stronger than anything possible thus far because I was able to be truly vulnerable to an extent. And now what that relationship has taught me is that I needed to destroy this ideal perception of myself in this ideal image that I have presented to the world. And once I have that destroyed, regardless of my experience and my journey, I would then see myself as being all the way beautiful, imperfections and all. And I do hope that for you. I hope that you can one day see that your imperfections, your experiences, your life lessons, they make you beautiful. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I definitely appreciate it. And if you have enjoyed this podcast and you've gotten some gems out of it, please like the podcast, leave us a review, and come over to our Instagram and share your thoughts and opinions about it. I also want you to come over to our Facebook and share some insights with me. What traumatic experiences or imperfections do you have that you might be fearful of sharing? And if you do share those things, will you feel shame around sharing it, around exposing yourself? Let's talk about it. Thank you.